Here we are at episode eight of season three of the Simplify and Multiply show. And today I'm going to be having a wonderful conversation with Story Brands Director of Teaching and Facilitation, J.J. Peterson. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. Hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. Donald Miller wrote Building a Story Brand and published it in October of 2017. I was so excited to get my hands on this book that I pre-ordered it and got it in September. (laughs) That's a great thing I love about pre-ordering stuff from Amazon. And this book, I've read it probably 10 times, and it's just so powerful in its ability to help you understand how to craft your communications and build your brand around story. And it's a completely different way to look at marketing, look at communicating. I started listening to the podcast, uh, the Story Brand podcast with uh, Don Miller, and it's one of my all-time favorites. I listen to it every week. Don often has pretty much almost every episode, he has his co-host, J.J. Peterson. From the get-go, I absolutely just fell in love with J.J. Peterson's laugh and all the wonderful things that he added to the actual podcast. So I reached out to J.J. to ask him if he would be a guest on the show, and he said yes. And we had the best conversation. He shares so much valuable information in the context of this season, which is about the power of a business of you and how it relates to story brand. So I'm not going to say anything else. I want to launch right into the interview because it is so good and you'll get so much out of it. Let's go ahead and listen to my interview with J.J. Peterson of StoryBrand. Well, hello, J.J. Welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. It is so awesome that you are here all the way from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm so excited to be here. This was, uh, you and I both know this was a little bit of work to put together, but I am excited to be here. We had some technical difficulties ahead of time, but we made it it work for the people. (laughs) Well, you know, I told myself before, uh, you know, I reached out to you to ask you if you'd be a guest on the show that I have got to have JJ of my own in perpetuity because of your wonderful infectious laugh. And I'm like, I want to own that. Like, I want to have that. <laughs> well, I, it's so funny because I've never heard, you know, you listen to the, my podcast and I now, I never realized I laughed as much as I do until I did the podcast. And now that's what people talk to me about all the time. So and here all funny. along, I thought it was because Don was so funny. Oh, I, I tell him that's why it is, but <laughs> that's good for his ego. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, listen, why don't you just give our listener, if they're unfamiliar with you, a little bit of your background and tell us what you do at StoryBrand. Yeah. So um, my title at StoryBrand is Director of Teaching and Facilitation. So basically, anytime we get up and work with companies, whether it's a one-on-one with a private workshop with companies, or we do go a large live workshop here in Nashville, we put on workshops 
workshops here in Nashville where about 200 companies come in. Anything that's taught from the stage, I'm responsible for creating that content. Um, Donald Miller, who's the founder of StoryBrand, he really like kind of comes up with the mastermind of it all. Like he comes mm -hmm. up with the framework and writes the books. And then I kind of take that and transform it into how other people can teach it. And so that's my main, my main role here. But really everybody here, we wear a lot of different hats. We're all kind of writers and marketers and um, kind of step in for whatever role is needed. So, And it's just incredible the growth that you guys have experienced yeah. just in, just since Don published the book, honestly. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, we've, we're about four or five years old, I guess. I mean, kind of, we've been doing it for a little bit longer, but about four years ago, we had two separate companies. We had a company called Storyline, which really helped people tell their own personal story, like very well, kind of a, a life plan course where you wrote your own life plan through story. And then we also had Story Brand, where we help companies clarify their messaging. And about four years ago, we decided to let go of the life plan company and really just focus on Story Brand. And since then, we've uh, we've doubled every year actually. So it's kind That's of been incredible. crazy. When when I came on staff, there was like five of us. And I think now there's about 30. So <laughs> it's been, That's great. It's been well, a wild you know, ride. You guys have really uh, made accessible the story formula. I mean, yep. as old as it is, yeah. uh, you know, my first exposure was through Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey. And yeah. it was what helped me be a better writer. And then when you put it, you know, when you guys, when Don wrote the book and you put it into a context of simplification and communicating very directly for business, yeah. it totally transformed how I did work for my clients, you know, building their websites, doing their anything that communicated yeah. to their prospects and customers. And it really helped me do things much more succinctly yeah. and create a model that works really, really well for my clients. Well, what's funny is, and I can say this without any kind of ego involved, but it's genius um, <laughs> because I yeah. didn't create it. I mean, I, I spent the last 20 years in um, in communication, basically. So I did, I graduated with an undergrad degree in public relations and so did PR for a couple international nonprofits, writing emails, trying to get donors, you know, basically doing sales for nonprofit, essentially. Right. And then um, I did some speaking and touring and traveling with uh, actually an improv comedy group <laughs> for a while. And then from there, I went back and became a professor. And I actually, my, I have a master's in theology and the arts. So it's study of story in mm -hmm. film and television. And then I taught at a couple different universities. So I've been practicing, studying and teaching. And my, my PhD is in communication, practicing, studying and teaching this stuff, essentially story for 20 years. Wow. And I came to StoryBrand as a client. I actually, I knew Don from before and he, and I had sold a television show or, or signed with a production company mm -hmm. and we were getting ready to take our show to networks. And the show was a, it was called Bad A Brothers. And the premise was my brothers and I are so not bad A that we can't even say the word. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the way that we would up our bad a reputation is by traveling around the u.s and finding those old weird laws that are still on the books like you can't cross a minnesota border with a duck on your head things like that oh my gosh which are all real <laughs> and and we would research the history and then break those laws so we could be more bad a oh and my gosh. so i came to 
story brand myself to kind of do some personal branding. Cause here I had sold a television. Well, I had signed with a production company and we're getting ready to sell two networks. I was in the process of writing a book. I was a speaker. I did film and television writing, and I was trying to figure out how do I brand myself? And I don't consider myself a brand person or a marketer. I never loved sales, even though I'd been kind of teaching and doing it. It was always something that was really hard for me because I don't feel comfortable kind of what I thought needed to happen was bragging about myself or trying yes. to convince people why they needed to do business with me. Like you need mm -hmm. to pay me a lot of money so I can come speak. That just never felt comfortable to me. And so I came to StoryBrand to figure out how do I take all of these things that I do and package them in one message and do it in a way that I am comfortable doing. So where I'm not like this crazy, like, I'm so good, come work with me. Right. And so I came to StoryBrand and I it, it blew my mind. I had literally wow. been doing this for 20 years and all of a sudden here was this new formula of how to do marketing through story in a way that just made sense. It was so simple. And it also, the biggest part is it freed up my spirit, like where I just mm. like felt this, you know, for anybody out there, whoever feels like, oh, I just, I hate trying to write that next sales email or I hate to like try to promote whatever I'm doing, especially when it's, when you're a solopreneur and you have to promote literally yourself, your image, yes. that's so hard. And for anybody who's in that space, that's where I was. And all of a sudden I came and I understood how the framework worked. And for, I won't go through the whole framework right now because people can kind of find it online and re read the book, but there's one piece. Yes, of please get the book and read it. It's fabulous. <laughs> it's called building a story brand, or you can go to storybrand.com and kind of learn more about what we do. But from the, there's one big piece that really made the biggest impact for me. And that is when you're watching a good story is, you know, there's, there's always, everybody knows there's the story is about the hero and the ups and downs that the hero takes through the story. And, and the framework really says that there's a character, a hero who wants something that encounters a problem. And then they always encounter a guide who helps them overcome that problem. Right. You know, that's Yoda in, in, Star Wars, it's Gandalf and Lord of the Rings. You always have that coach or that mentor or that somebody who is more wise than you, who's been before you in, in whatever problem you're facing that comes along to help the hero through their journey. And with the story brand framework, the big shift is that I always thought that as a solopreneur in particular, and then or working for a nonprofit or trying to be a marketer that I needed to show how much of a hero I was or how much mm -hmm. of a hero my company was. But what the story brand framework says is you are not the hero of the story. The company is not the hero of the story. The solopreneur is not the hero of the story. It is your customer. It is the people who you are trying to help overcome their problems. And you need in your marketing need to position yourself as the guide. And yes. there's a couple different reasons for that. The main one is that the guide in the movie is always the strongest character. They are the most steady. They are the most wise. They are the most generous often in giving, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, the hero goes through ups and downs and failures and struggles and all that, but the guide just stays steady. 
they don't change. They don't transform through the story. The hero is the one who has to transform by overcoming a problem. And so when you as a brand position yourself as a guide, what you're actually doing through your marketing and is you're not telling your story as a brand. You're telling your customer's story. You are positioning yourself in the path that your customer is already taking. You're not asking them to take a new journey with you. You're literally coming alongside them and say, hey, I know what you want. And I know the problem that gets in the way of that. And I'm here to help. And it's that simple. It's that simple kind of transformation in your marketing that just says, I'm not the hero of the story. My customer is. So mm -hmm. how do I position myself as their guide? And the story brand framework gives two very simple ways with empathy and authority. And empathy just means that I understand the pain that you're going through. I understand the problems you're facing because either I face them myself or I've seen that a million times with the people that I work with. So I'm empathetic, but also I have authority to solve the problem. I have either the knowledge or the experience to move you forward. That's any good guide in any movie has those two things. You know, it, they understand the pain that the hero is going through, and but they've also conquered that pain as well or conquered the problem. And for me, why that was even just even more radical is that it frees me up to basically when I see somebody, like for, for instance, I, I position myself as a guide for people who are interested in learning more about marketing and branding. But if somebody comes to me and says, hey, you're smart because you've got this, you've, you understand all this stuff, you help companies all the time, I really have a problem with my accounting software and my team building. Well, I might have some knowledge of accounting software and I might have even a little bit more knowledge of team building, but what this does when I position myself as a very specific guide to a very specific character is it keeps me in my lane. I don't feel like I have to be everything to everybody. Mm. And I can really say, look, I actually don't understand the pain you're going through with accounting software. I'm not your guide, but I'm going to move you towards somebody else who is. And it allows me to just live in my lane a little bit easier and have more freedom to stand confident in what I know I'm good at. I don't need to do all these things. And then the other way is that, so empathy is just basically like saying, only sticking with people who you understand their problems and showing them you have to understand their problems. But then authority is that you've helped other people overcome those. And what that does as a marketer is give me the confidence to say, no, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing in this space. I know what I'm doing and I'm capable of helping you. And I don't need to back down from my authority. If somebody doesn't want to do business with me, they don't have to, but I'm just saying, look, I, I understand what you're going through and I know what I'm doing and I can stay confident in that. I don't need to shy away from it. Um, and so that, that piece of positioning yourself as a guide was what for me was transformative when I came to StoryBrand as somebody trying to brand myself. But um, the, it's also the most fun for me now to be able to help companies do that, to just say, look, here's the freedom. Here's your freedom. You get to be good at what you're good at. You don't need to back down. You don't need to shy away. You stand firm in your authority, but you do it with empathy. And so um, the, there's this ad the, for a Toyota company that I show a lot of, for not Toyota company, <laughs> for a Toyota um, that basically positions Toyota as a guide. And what they say is we are the hyper caring experts. 
And so that's really what empathy and authority authority does when you speak to those terms. It's just saying, mm-hmm. hey, whatever people are looking for. So it's people who are listening right now, they may be coaches for um, for business clients, or they may be speakers, or they may be, you know, they're kind of these people who are out there doing these amazing things. When they're stepping in and going to try to sell themselves as a coach to businesses, as a business coach or as a marketing coach or something like that, the way that you want to do that is just by saying, look, I get I get it because either I've done it myself or I've seen it, but I also know what I'm doing and I'm going to help you achieve your story. It's not about them coming and doing business with you. It's about you as a guide helping them achieve their story. What I thank you so much for putting that together that way, because that there, I mean, I was like, there were so many little elements that I was like, (laughs) I wanted to stop you and just grab onto that because, but one of the things that really stood out for me, given that this is uh, the season of the power of a business of you is many of my clients and even folks out there doing similar solopreneur work that I see, they, they seem to encounter uh, being challenged on their authority, not from the standpoint of, no, you didn't do that, or no, you don't have a degree, or whatever the, the challenge is. It's more they lose their uh, ground a little bit, or they back down on their authority yes. when they're challenged in a sales conversation. Yeah. So as the prospect is challenging them on, no matter what it is, their pricing, their capability, sometimes the authority gets a little shaky. So yeah. that's why I love that you that you really pointed that out about standing firm on your authority and they can choose or not choose to work with you. But I think a lot of solopreneurs, because, you know, they're out there working hard to grab new business and it can be a little bit of, of, you know, nervousness around that. Like they lose a little confidence in their authority because they're being challenged at a sales conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because, I, I think when you, it, there is some, there's a lot of insecurity that comes in when you're trying to sell yourself, right? Yeah. So if I'm go- trying to sell myself, if I'm the hero of the story, then I have to prove how great I am. And for me, that's really hard and creates a lot of insecurity because uh, I, I'm not, I would not argue that I'm the greatest, right? There are probably people who are better marketers than me in the world. Sure. But there's nobody who's going to care as much about you and work as hard for you as I am. Mm-hmm. Now, that's just a slight shift in the story. So that's not backing down, but it's standing firm in what I know I'm capable of, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I know that I can be your guide in this. And when you use the, in particular, a story framework and the story brand framework, what it is, is your marketing and even your sales pitches all start with the character. So when somebody says, for instance, what do you do? Let's say, you know, you know, what do you do? Well, most people would immediately say the answer to that question would be like, oh, I'm a business coach. Mm-hmm. Well, that starts the story about you. And now right. I don't have any concept of how that actually deals with me because I don't know what, how you're going to help me as a business coach. I may not even own a business, you know, and so it doesn't start there. The way to start with the character, with the hero story is to start with the problem that they're experiencing. So mm-hmm. when, you, when somebody says, what is it that you do? Instead of saying, I'm a business coach, you would start with a sentence like, a lot of times people have scaled up their businesses to a certain level, and then they just feel stuck. 
So that might be one problem that, that mm -hmm. you can solve. And then you say, I come in as a business coach and help create, I'm making this up on the spot. <laughs> I come in <laughs> as a business coach and help create systems and repeatable um, patterns so that, and then you want to cast a vision for a happy ending so mm -hmm. that you can stop being unstuck and your business can grow again. So there is a story framework. You started with a problem, you as the guide solution, and then ultimately what a happy ending success looks like. That's how you change the story just slightly from being about you of I'm a business coach to, well, here's a problem that a lot of people experience. Here's how I solve that problem. And here's what their life looks like at the end of the day. So that's when you start thinking it through in that way, you no longer have to make yourself the hero and feel that insecurity. You stand in the your ability to solve people's problems. And you talk about that over and over and over again. So for everybody who's listening right now, the the one of the quickest and biggest ways that you can make a difference in your marketing and sales pitches and all of that is to clearly identify what is it the what problem is your customer facing that you can overcome. Mm -hmm. And if you can identify that and you can speak to that, you're going to start putting that in your marketing. You're going to start putting that in your sales pitches. You're going to do that when you're introducing yourself. And when you do that, when you start with their problem, you are immediately positioning them as the hero of the story, not you. Yeah. Then you come in with a little bit of empathy. I un I actually understand that problem because I experienced it myself. I actually was really stuck at one point in my business. But then authority, I figured out these patterns and systems to overcome that. And now I've helped a hundred other people do the exact same thing. And mm -hmm. when they do that, then give me success. So when they do that, they're able to grow, they're able to experience more time with their family, blah, 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 blah. Right? So problem, solution, success puts you as the guide to your customer story versus going, I'm a business coach. That story is about you and nobody cares about that story. <laughs> exactly. It, that's so true. And, you know, this really, and I'm so glad you brought it in because it fits so well into sales. It's funny because I, uh, the the example you gave is, is almost identical to how I coach my clients on their so-called elevator spiel. Uh -huh. And I, I, it basically said, just start like this and it helps them get comfortable in their own language. Yeah. But it's like when someone asks you what you do, you say, well, when the person, you know, their target prospect, you know, when, when, uh, you know, businesses, right. And then you do their problem. So it's mm -hmm. when identify the hero, mm -hmm. then identify the problem. So yep. in other words, when businesses have problems with their marketing yep. and they can't get X, Y, and Z results, they're not meeting right or whatever the, the whole symptom picture is, mm -hmm. they call me. Mm -hmm. And then I help them figure it out, blah, 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 or something like that. You know, yep. so you go on to the aspirational uh, result. So yeah. the vision yep. and, and they, they're like, oh my God, I never thought about doing that. I'm yeah. always <laughs> wanting to start with I, like yeah. I do this because they're asking me. So logically you'd say, well, I do this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and here's what, and here's why all of that is important. And so this goes back to, this is what we teach a lot in our workshops and in the book. So if you've read the book, you'll have heard this before, but all of us every day wake up as the hero in our own story. We've got so many problems mm. and all these things that we are trying to overcome. And when we come up against somebody else who's trying to pitch me their story, right? Like I'm a business coach. I might like you, I might connect with you, but I'm not looking for 
more about your story other than maybe building a tribe with you, like building a connection. But I'm looking for how do you help me solve my problems? How do you be, work that? And that's because the our brain is really trying to do two things every day, um, survive and thrive and mm. conserve calories. And those two things are really important to our brain. So the survival and thriving piece is what we automatically do that in all situations without us realizing it. So when you walk into like a Starbucks, you probably have no idea how many chairs are there, but you know where the exits are, right? You And so, and that is an automatic 0.2 second thing that happens because mm-hmm. the chairs are not important information for your survival and thriving, but the exits are. Yes. And what happens a lot of times when I go in and I just start telling people about my story, they're looking for an exit, right? Something that contributes to their survival and thriving. And instead I'm positioning myself as chairs. Like it's useful, it's out there, but it's really peripheral to who I am and what I want to accomplish in in my life. Mm -hmm. And so when you're telling your story, you're the chairs. When you're telling your customer's story, you're positioning yourself as the exit that is going to help them survive and survive and thrive in any kind of environment. Now, what the what going into a using story to tell that to tell that marketing like through the story brand framework, that really contributes to the other piece that I said of the other thing the brain is trying to do is conserve calories, because the reason that is is if you have to burn a bunch of calories trying to figure stuff out or trying to make decisions, if the barbarians come over the hill and you're too exhausted then you're going to die, right? It's a survival Mm -hmm. mechanism is that we're trying to conserve calories. So we're just getting rid of any information that is not directly contributing to our survival and thriving. Mm -hmm. And what story does is it actually takes all the information about you and puts it in a logical order of that in a way that our brains already work. We already understand like the linear progression of a story automatically, which is why we most people daydream for about 30% of the day. That's a survival mechanism because we stop like wanting to process and our brains drift so we can conserve calories. But when you I go know people who do it for more than 30% right? of the yes. day. <laughs> when I was a professor, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> but when you go into a movie or you're reading a good book, it does that for you. You don't have to, it just does the logical thinking for you. It's automatic, yeah. So when you go through in particular like a story brand framework to go through the seven elements of story and position yourself as the guide in the story, then what you're doing is two things. The story forces you to make the story about your customer and about their survival and thriving. And then the second thing is it makes you do it in such a clear and quick way that people don't have to burn calories in order to understand it. Exactly. So for any, I I think those would be, I mean, we could go, I could go for hours about, you know, story (laughs) and all this stuff. There's, I I get geeked out about it and I can walk through the whole (laughs) framework, but really I would say that the, the two things about for people who are like building their own business and specifically building their own personal brand, is the two things that I would say that will help you the most in creating this market that I've seen over and over with companies that are gigantic, you know, billion dollar worldwide brands, and then individual solopreneurs. It's the same. It, it works the same for all of them. And that mm-hmm. is the, the two biggest things you can do is you can position yourself as the guide in the story, not the hero. 
And the way you do that is by talking about your customers' problems and how you solve them. So position yourself as a guide. And the second piece is do it in such a clear and concise way without using way too many words. Use small words, easy to understand words, so that people don't have to burn any calories to understand what you do. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. This season's theme is all about building a business based on your expertise and what makes you, well, you. Why? Because that's where the money is. But here's the thing, figuring out what makes you distinct from everyone else is hard because you don't see yourself the way people need to in order to buy from you. Life is perceptual and if you're not communicating who you are and what you do in a way that your ideal client goes yes and hires you, you're leaving money on the table a lot. So if you'd like help figuring out how to make your brand, your you, stand out, I can help. Book a free brand session with me by visiting pappychat.com. I'll tell you what you're doing well, but more importantly, where you may be missing opportunities to convert your target audience into paying clients. You'll come away with insights that will give you greater confidence in your brand and marketing. Book your brand session with me at pappychat.com and make your brand a slam dunk with those you're meant to serve. Book yours now. That's P-A-P-P-Y-C-H-A-T dot com. And that's, that's what I, that's the favorite part of when I use the story brand framework for my clients is coming up with that languaging because I've had, I've had clients go and get the book. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've had them go get the book and they sit down and they're, you know, they go through all seven yes. steps in the framework <laughs> yeah. and they try to kind of like answer the questions like they're doing an assessment yep. and they come back with this long convoluted, you know, response yep. and God yep. bless them for trying, but yeah. it, it doesn't quite match that need for that yeah. succinctness yeah. and that clarity. Yeah, we have. In, so next week here in Nashville, we have, we're going to have about 200 companies here and we have coaches who go through and help, you know, basically mm -hmm. that process for that same reason is that a lot of times people read the book and they totally, they start to get it. And then it's like, no, let's just help you take that one next, next step. And I think that's even again, encouraging for people who are in that space of coaching as well right. is that stand firm in the confidence that you know what you're doing and other people like they're going to get pieces of it. So like for us, we put the book out there. If somebody wants to spend $12 on the book and learn it themselves and has that ability, we want them to succeed. Right. That's yeah. like, we, we know that our price point is at a place where people who are just starting out may not be able to afford just to travel to Nashville, give us three mm -hmm. days and go through this with a coach. So we want you to succeed with that. But most of the people who read the book and try to do it on their own are just are not going to get the fullness out of it. They're still going to get mm -hmm. something, but they're not going to get the fullness out of it. And so we go, hey, if you could do it on your own, do it. But I, I know that if you come and work with me, we're going to make sure you do it right. And you're not yes. going to have any questions and we're not yeah. you're not going to be worried did i miss the mark and for solopreneurs who are coaches and speakers and things like that you a lot of times people think that you have to position yourself with just such a unique space so much authority yes, great and be so unique that you're saying something that nobody has ever said before to be very honest you're probably not going to say something that nobody else has ever said before <laughs> That's a good point <laughs> but you might say it in a different way you might say it in a more compassionate way. You might mm -hmm. say it with more empathy. And 
be and so don't back down. Don't back down when people start to challenge and go, well, this is what somebody else says. Well, you yes, you might be able to get something with them. And if you read this book, you can go do it on your own as well. Or you can spend 40 hours trying to do what I can give you in two. You know, just mm-hmm. be stand firm in the confidence. That's us. And we we're not shy about giving away free information. Right. That's the book, right? The book walks you through the whole framework. But yes. I also am very confident that if you come and work with me, I'm gonna it's gonna be better. Yeah. I'm gonna it's save gonna you time. Be at a, a whole different level. Yep. I'm gonna save you time, frustration, energy, and you're gonna know you do it right. So yeah. um, so that's the other piece is that don't be afraid to give some information away. And don't feel like you need to be 100% unique from what everybody else is saying. Just stand firm in who you are and what you're capable of delivering. What's really awesome, JJ, thank you for that, is, and what's resonating with me is standing firm in that authority. Mm -hmm. And I can't emphasize that enough because I think that that's where solopreneurs and business owners that are selling themselves, their Mm -hmm. expertise, you know, consulting or what have you, and they they know they know their stuff, but when it comes to how they communicate about it or how they handle a sales call, it's a completely different story. Yeah. And I think that it, one of the things that I wanted to mention earlier, it's kind of ironic because you're, you know, when you position yourself as a guide, it's so much more powerful because a prospect wants someone who's an expert to say, I know how to fix this problem. Yep. I've done this before for people that are in your exact same situation and I know how to do it. I mean, they really yeah. want to hear that. And so few people have the chutzpah yeah. <laughs> to yeah. actually come out and say that because they feel like they have to justify their worth in other ways, you know, yeah. through their, you know, degrees or experience in some other way or their capability. Yeah. And it's not about being arrogant. It's not about Mm -hmm. arrogance. Confidence to me is not arrogant. You know, confidence, especially when you're confident in that you can solve somebody else's problem, that's actually very humble to be able to say, no, I I know what I'm doing and I can do this for you. Um, But you do want to stand firm. And and this this example is a little bit extreme, but what often, you know, if a a mom of a five-year-old goes to Gucci and says, I want a Gucci backpack for my child that if they get crayons on it, it's not going to be in trouble. If they spill applesauce, it's going to be fine. And Gucci is never going to go, oh, crap, we've made this mom mad because we don't have a product for her that a five-year-old can't mess up. They go, no, (laughs) we are a high-end brand. This is what we sell. This is who we are. And if you want this, if you want to buy one of these bags for your child, you're one right. idiot. But <laughs> two, you know, if you want one of these, this is what we sell. But if if you don't, then your guide is probably like a Hello Kitty backpack at Target. And so yes. Gucci doesn't back down and go, we're going to become all things to all people. Or mm-hmm. BMW doesn't go, I'm going to lower my price because – you know, you can, like people want, people want quality, but they needed an affordable price. Well, I'm sorry, we're not maybe at an affordable price for everybody. Right. We stand firm in who we are. And if you want, if you want a Hello Kitty backpack, they're great for you because that solves your problem for your five-year-old who spills applesauce in their backpack. Mm-hmm. But for somebody who wants a bag that can maybe be passed down to your daughter and makes you stand out in a crowd and you know shows that you are like a luxury high-end kind of person who values um, quality products, then we're your guide. 
And, and so I think that's the part of why you, what allows me to not back down in my space is that I know, I know my niche. I know who I'm a guide for. Um, mm. And I can stand firm in that. And I'm also confident that if people come and, and pay, you know, I, we've set our prices at a minimum of a 10x return. Our goal is that within the next year, you're going to get 10x on what you've spent with us minimally. And right. that, and we can, we know that we can deliver on that. And yeah, I even sure. have my PhD research is actually on the effectiveness of the framework. So I've even studied <laughs> wow. it and know like that it works. And, wow. um, and so we can, so somebody comes to us and go, well, you know, three grand to come through this process is too much Then I go, then honestly, we're probably not your guide. Like this is, we know that you're going to get at least a 10 X return on this. And there have been times, the other part is like some people go, I'm just starting out. I don't really know what I'm doing. And I will say, why don't you buy the book first? <laughs> I go, right. don't, don't spend three grand plus your plane ticket to come to Nashville. Right. Buy the book first and see what you can get out of that. Download the free videos that we offer. Um, we have these daily videos that just help business businesses or business leaders um, mm -hmm. at businessmadesimple.com. It's a daily right. video we send out. It's just a tip every day. Yeah. I and, love them. They're great. Yeah. And, and it's like, no, you start there, start using those, start getting, mm -hmm. getting the value out of that. Then if you build up enough to where coming to Nashville or bringing us in for a private workshop is going, makes sense. Now we're your guide in that space, but we're going to be your guide no matter what you're doing, but we're not going to take money from you if we don't think we can help you. So you buy the book, get those videos, do what you can there. And then when you're at a place where you're ready, then we'll, we'll move to the next level of engagement. And that's an important model. I'm glad you laid it out like that uh, based on what we're chatting about. It's an important model for solopreneurs. And this is what I do when they come to work with me is I help them build that pyramid mm -hmm. where they have like the book level, the free video level, and then they can get more involved as far as investments and the attention. And it just brings your talent and your skills much closer to them to help them on specific things as opposed to this more generalized uh, kind of instruction and learning. And I think that that is a wonderful business model for a solopreneur. It's what I do in my business. Mm -hmm. And it enables you to create some scale and also bridge that gap for folks that, like you say, aren't quite there. They, they are a good prospect, but maybe it is just a, a budget thing or a timing thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really important to think about in any business model for a solopreneur, someone who has their own business. Yeah, even two years ago, I, we did a survey that basically said, what was the number one reason why you haven't purchased a product yet? And the number one reason was money, just pure and simple money. Yeah. But then there was another question of like, are we too expensive? And everybody said no. Like they, the, the, I mean, not everybody, there was a few people who didn't, but most people were like, no, we, we, we think the price is right. We're just not at a place we can afford it. That was very mm -hmm. encouraging to us. The yes. other thing that I discovered in the process, this was interesting, is we considered people customers if they had purchased one of our workshops. So either our online workshop, live workshop, or private workshop. People who had not, we did not consider them customers. So we, so we sent non-customer surveys, people who had not purchased yet, to people who had watched our videos, listened to the podcast for a year, 
things like that. We didn't know, but they just not given us any actual money. Mm -hmm. And they were all very offended that we called them non-customers because they saw themselves as part of our tribe already because maybe they had bought the book. They'd been watching videos. They'd, listen to the podcast every week and so they consider them no we are we're we're story brand tribe we just don't have the money to give you yet but we're in the tribe and that was really eye-opening for us and when you're talking about this model for solopreneurs what you're building really is a tribe of people who may not in that moment you're nurturing the relationship may not in that moment be ready to hand you dollar dollar bills but at the point that they are you've positioned yourself as a guide by giving them free videos by giving them a book by giving them just tips about the trade and Mm -hmm. then they know you're the person who's going to solve my problem when I have money to spend. Yeah. You, this is great, JJ. I mean, this is such a perfect, you know, uh, end to end kind of marketing strategy, honest to God, you know, it's really something that being able to see yourself as the guide, being able to communicate clearly, being able to step into your power and run your business from a place of authority, yet having the empathy Mm -hmm. is something that can be incredibly freeing for someone who has their own business. And I love, love, love everything that you've shared on the show today. And I actually have a question for you. Yes. (laughs) uh, As we wrap up here, Um, obviously we could probably go on for a long time. I just love talking (laughs) with you about this because StoryBrand is so uh, important to me as well. Um, So my first question, or at least the first part is, what in your work or your personal life mm-hmm. would you like to simplify? Oh, man. <sighs> Laundry, honestly. <laughs> I know that sounds so, like that is, like I've honestly thought about hiring a personal assistant literally to do my laundry. Like that is my, uh, it's, I'm the worst. I'm the worst at it. And so, and just the hassle of it, like I hate it and all those things and everything else I don't mind, but it's like, I, I mean, this is, I just position myself as an authority for all your listeners. And I'm going to say like, I run out of underwear regularly. So when it comes to laundry, no, I am not your guide. I will never be your guide when it comes to laundry marketing. I got you, but laundry, I need some help. So if anybody out there is looking to, you know, take care of me in that space, I need that simplified so oh my god that tickles (laughs) tickles me well i know you won't give me the same answer for the second part of the question okay (laughs) what in your work life or your personal life would you like to multiply this is going to sound so cheesy but this is the truth the thing that i get so excited about is when our customers succeed like Mm. and and so we and we have uh at our office, we we celebrate people all the time. The thing that keeps us going, the only reason we do what we do is because it helps other people. I mean, mm-hmm. and we're working really hard to try. We know that, you know, so it, when people are building a business, whether it's by themselves or with a group of people, it's not most of the people who we work with are not out there trying to buy another yacht. You know, they're yeah. not in that space. They're trying to you know, move to a better neighborhood so that their kids can go to a better school. They're trying mm-hmm. to give their kids a college education. They're going on vacation so that they can build bonding with their family. When people's business grows, their life gets a little bit easier. They're also able to provide jobs for other people. And honestly, this is, you know, we believe that if we can build the middle class in America, that the world gets a 
the world gets better. That we all benefit. Yeah. yeah. And, and moving people up into that, the middle class space. Cause we've kind of lost that in America. Yeah. And, and that's what we, we thrive on that, like as a company. And, and so we get stories from people all the time who write us in and go, Hey, I changed this on my website, or I sent this email and it did crazy things. And I, this, I was able to pay off my student loans and I took my family to Disneyland. That right there, if I could mm -hmm. multiply that over and over again, which is what we're really trying to do, that is what makes me so incredibly happy. And it does our whole staff. Like we, we, we send emails and share screenshots and stuff with each other every day. And that's wow. what kind of keeps us going. So. Oh, that's great. And it sounds like you, uh, you have a wonderful culture there at StoryBrand as well. Oh, it's so fun. So fun. Yeah, that's great. Well, JJ, it has been absolutely my pleasure and honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much for everything that you shared. And uh, for my listener, I will definitely have information about JJ, about StoryBrand, all that good stuff on the show notes page. So make sure you hit that up. And JJ, I hope to see you soon in yes. Nashville. Yes, please come. All right. Thanks so much. Have all a great right. one. Thanks, Terry. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to SimplifyAndMultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's SimplifyAndMultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.